Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. And you can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, America's Prophecy Harbinger of Potent. America has a coup d'etat which is being driven by, by outside influences, but it is not one of overthrowing the presidency, per se. It is one overthrowing the government and the constitution of these United States. Do not miss this post, Loving the Brethren in Christ Jesus. These things we ought to be doing, I speak specifically to loving your brother and sister in Jesus Christ. Do not miss this post, America's House of Long Shadow. In the House of Long Shadows, we find an epitaph in America. In the House of Long Shadows, we find an America whose house is filled with sin and rebellion. And the latest posts on warn-usa.com? Do not miss this post. Revealing Jesus, the Father's Will, Warren Radio Classic Series. Revealing Jesus was the Father's will, revealing unto people to see him as the true Savior of the world. This is a Warren Radio Classic episode series. And do not miss this post, Global Advocacy End Time Report, Classic Warren Radio. Many enemies of Christ Jesus target the beloved in the faith of Jesus Christ. This latest Classic Warren Radio features one of our premier shows. And do not miss this post, Rushing of Nations, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 28 on Battle Lines. Rushing of Nations, One Day the Nations of Men, the Rebellion in the Hearts of People, and the Redeemed will all be at that great day, the time of which accounts shall be settled. Be sure to get your book, The Rising, by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller. The Rising details a takeover of America with dark forces that plot to bring the country into the globalist new world. Be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglennsmith.com where you can visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop, where we feature The Rising and other Christian books, as well as resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, 
Find us on Instagram and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, let's see. Yesterday when we did the show, I was doing really fine because it was like summer. It was 80. I think it even got up to 85. And now it's winter today. Isn't <laughs> yeah. that exciting? And now we got winter, we got hail, we got snow. And we got it all in one day. To, yeah, and we're supposed to get below zero two nights in a row. Oh, hush. I don't think it will be. It I usually, hope not. usually doesn't. It's not going to be that hard of a frost. So at any rate, welcome to our neck of the woods for one day at summer. The next day, well, it's not summer. We don't know. Yeah, we don't. And what's happening in our world? Let's see. Well, Joe Biden resigned today, and he said, you need to put Trump in. <laughs> All the Democrats resigned and called for a MAGA candidate to be put in. And uh, the Supreme Court's all tickled because they can rule now without getting protested because all of the nutcase abortionists and everybody that was trying to do all the harm, they moved to Russia. So that's all the Fox News. F-A-U-X. False news. <laughs> in reality, Biden is still in. The Democrats are still there. We're all headed into the apocalypse. The border's going to be wide open on Tuesday? Yeah. Or Monday? Monday. But there, some of these governors are planning some stuff. And Mayorkas, you know, he came to the rescue from the Biden administration and met with everybody and said, just because Title 42, you know, ended. Expires. Expires. It doesn't mean our border's open. Oh, well, I wish I would have known that. Right? Because we've got, like, how many illegals now? Ten million? It seems like a hundred million the way they're coming across the border. But he said that. I heard him. I wonder if Biden knows that. I know that because the Constitution says we have a right to be secure, and the president is supposed to be responsible for the security of these United States, and Biden, the only thing he's secure about is not knowing what's going on. He's absolutely positive about that. Yep. So, at any rate, welcome to the new America, where the, where the justice is just whatever the political environment is, where the border is open, you know, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays between 8 and 5, and then they take one day off once a year. So, here we go. This is called McMerica. This is a byproduct of McDonald's. We decided to apply McDonald's to America because we can give out Happy Meals now and people will be satisfied and they go back home. So we're going to stand at the board and give them Big Macs and Happy Meals and give them a prize in every box. And they said that they would go back home. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Oh, I know. It would it's, be nice if they wouldn't even come over. I don't know why all of Mexico wants to come to America. Well, it's not all of Mexico. It's all of South America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. And a few other countries from the Middle East. And it might be better if we just had one country <laughs> instead of the whole world, you know. Well, this is true. Oh, I'm laughing. That's the only thing you can do with as screwed up as it is. It's a mess. It is a mess, but God is in charge, and that's who we're going to look to. There is a lot of things to learn in these Isaiah studies, and you can reflect in there about America, and which I've taught. I've brought things out for many, for the whole time now. So, at any rate, we're going to move ahead with this. Okay, so confirming word arrives this week bringing us to part 132 to reveal that there is one in whom all things exist and to whom all souls belong whether the world likes it or not this world where they have conspired lied and oppressed others they will be judged by the Lord as well as those who have served believed upon and waited for him 
they will be rewarded. And now back to you. Well, we're in Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 24. And uh, we're going to do these uh, number of verses and then we'll be in chapter 45 where it's going to be an extension of the last few verses of this chapter. And the whole subject of all of this is going to be uh, Cyrus. And uh, then we'll proceed onward to what the, uh, the prophet has to say. Verse 24, thus saith the Lord, that's Jehovah, the national name of God, of the Lord. I also call that the covenant name, uh, Jehovah, Yahweh. Thy Redeemer, he that formed thee from the womb. I am the Lord that made all things, that stretches forth the heavens, that spreads abroad the earth by myself. And in all of this, you're reminded when, you know, the prophet gives this, that this is coming from the highest authority there is. And it's not just the prophet. It is the Lord. And, uh, you know, Israel wouldn't even, wouldn't even have been special today, you know, having all the prophets and everything, if God hadn't formed them from the womb. And he is their redeemer as well. Now today in the new covenant, he is our redeemer through Christ Jesus. And there is a Redeemer. And so there's a lot of things here that we can look at when we're looking at at what the prophet says and where we're at today. And uh, so the next verse is when we look from verse 24 to 28, which is the end of this chapter, they're, they're all connected together and all spoken by the Lord, Jehovah, who is the Redeemer and who formed them from the womb. And, of course, this, uh, you know, whenever you look at that, the womb, you know, the womb is one of those places that is comfortable and protective within a woman's belly. And today, that is the big essence of discussion because of the wokeness and because of the screwed up thinking we have in this country and also because of sin and see this is coming from the Lord Jehovah and there's only one that's going to have a womb whether you and the woke society believe it or not and all you crazed females out there as well and there's a lot of them woman taken from man woman was created so that man wouldn't be alone and they were created to work together. Not against each other, but don't tell them that because they fight so much you can't get a word in edgewise. But not everybody is like that because there are normal people, as I would call them. But in today's world, normal is hard to find. So form thee from the womb a woman, a female human being, now, remember, we had a candidate for the Supreme Court that couldn't define woman because she wasn't a biologist. Now, you see, when God created me, and as soon as I got old enough and I was a teenager, I knew what a woman was and I knew what a girl was, and I didn't need the Lord God to tell me the difference between a woman and a man. And it's funny how this society today has no clue you know, and they all have pronouns. I've told you a couple of mine. I mean, everybody needs a pronoun. Now, these verses that we're talking about reveal that Jehovah is accomplishing all. And, and there's nothing that is not traced to his ability, his might, and wisdom as the first cause. And see, we get there. I am the Lord which maketh all things. Okay, that does something for first cause. 
and also for all those who deny in the biblical creation story that stretches forth the heavens alone. Yeah, he didn't have help from the Democrats as, as, as much as you may think. No, this is entirely the Lord. Now, see, when they stand before, and that's all men and, and all people, all humans, stand before the Lord. Now, there's also going to be principalities and powers that have been defeated, and they're going to be thrown into the lake of fire. There's either good principalities, and if you're on the Lord's side, you'll be in the right place. But there's a lot of wicked principalities, and in America today, we are filled with them. We have a spirit of filthiness and godlessness and unbelief. And so he made all things. He stretched forth the heavens alone and spreads, uh, spreads abroad the earth. He did it all by himself. Hebrews 1, 10 through 12. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest. They all shall wax old as does a garment, and as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. Now see, the good news is, is that while Isaiah warns in chapter 24 that the curse has devoured the earth. And by the way, that curse devouring the earth means there's no such thing as global warming. It is the curse devouring the earth because of the fall of man and sin. It's not because of global warming. But they have to blame something because they don't, number one, think they're a sinner. Two, they don't believe in God, many of them. And three, you know, they really do believe it's global warming. They don't realize that the curse has devoured the earth and it's going to devour the earth and it's going to come to an end. So then we get to verse 25 and it says, and you know, there is a change here because when you get up to verse 1, you have the identity. You have that knowledge that the first cause is the Lord and that he made everything and everything was made by him and there was not anything made that was not made by him. And if you read John chapter 1 and 1 John 1, you you can find out more about that. But by the time we get down here to verse 25, we change. That frustrates the token of the liars. And makes the diviners mad. That turns wise men backward and makes their knowledge foolish. Well, why? Because uh, as the New Testament points out, the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God. You know, God is not a man that he should lie. There, there's another one. See, he's not like man. His thoughts is not the thoughts of the earth. You know, of the men in them, the humans, the fallen nature of human beings. To know the will of God and to understand God, you need to have to be born again of the Spirit of God. And His Spirit is within you. And then you can know the will of God and you can be in the light as Paul speaks about, as the New Testament describes. And so the verse, and of course, we're moving forward when we're talking about um, Judah here. And we've been in the fact of Judah and Babylon. And so the tokens of the liars and those who make you know, makes the diviners mad. These are all that have various ways of determining outcomes of things, that determining uh, things through spiritism and various other things. 
that turns wise men backwards because when you don't have the other aspect, the tokens, the diviners, uh, astrologers, and many others, which Babylon would have, because she had many, many different kinds of gods and spirits and things that she would look at. But they also had various other gods whom they served, which would also include the god of knowledge and uh, various things like that. Where, well, the Greeks also did that as far as wisdom. They, they elevated it in the, in the thought process. But see, no matter what you're doing, you see, you're talking about the Lord. And so you frustrate the tokens of the liars, you make the diviners mad, and you turn wise men backwards. In other words, whatever they were thinking, it didn't work out, so now they got to rethink it. Makes their knowledge foolish. Well, <laughs> we got a lot of foolish knowledge. And see, man today, I mean, look at the mess we got today. I mean, we've got people running our country into the ground. And we've got nations of men around the world that are in some kind of chaos. And it's, and it's only going to get worse. Eventually, we will have the beast. And we'll have all that going. And so, when you get, when you get right down to it, you have all this stuff coming together, and you're looking at Judah. You're looking at the, at the fact that they were going to go into captivity. Babylon was going to take Jerusalem, pillage it, carry Judah away. Then 70 years later, Judah's going to be returned. So the whole thing is focusing on, on this whole ap episode in various parts. And this next verse, Isaiah 47, 8 through 10. Now this applies to Babylon. Now see, in the Old Testament, it is Babylon. In the New Testament, when we talk of Babylon, we talk about mystery Babylon. And the reason of it is, is because this Babylon is mysterious. It's not like the old nation state of Babylon that got so powerful. This one is one that is, uh, comes to power and is found in the very end of days. One which is also connected to the beast. And so we find some of its characteristics. Isaiah 47, 8 through 10. Therefore, hear now this, thou that art given to pleasures. Now see, I got news for you. When we look at mystery Babylon, and you could even put Babylon here in because this describes the regular Babylon. But see, mystery Babylon is a lot worse. But no matter which Babylon you're talking about, America... And many of the nations of men have these same characteristics. Therefore, hear now this, thou that art given to pleasures. And when you look at uh, the warnings that Paul gave in Timothy and Thessalonians, you're going to see these things real clearly. You are given to pleasures that dwellest carelessly, that says in thine heart or your heart, or my heart, I am and none else beside me, and I shall not sin as a widow, neither shall I know loss of children. Now, you see, these are very important. They're given to pleasures. And they do whatever they want to and give no consideration to the fact that you shouldn't live that way because you don't know how long you're going to live. You don't know how long your country is going to stay up. They're, they don't think on eternal things. They don't think about the morality, and they wouldn't think about morality, but they might try to develop their own morality, uh, <clears throat> kind of like America's doing today and many Americans in this country are trying to do by justifying killing babies out of the womb, and they're doing this in several states. And uh, they, they want to be able to kill them up to the age of 22 months. I think that's what it is. 
Well, that's quite a bit, but we've got states actually doing this. Now, this is murder. And we have a lot of pride involved, a lot of carelessness, a lot of loose words. And every one of these, these three things will be judged by God. Everybody will give account. And, uh, but see, the other thing that comes up, I am and none else besides me, that is, of course, selfishness. But really, it says, too, that in Babylon... There's nobody like us. We have the power to do what we want. There's no nation that can destroy us, even though one nation did and took it over. And matter of fact, they were the predators, Babylon was. So here they are saying in the heart, I am and none else beside me. There's nobody like me. And I... I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I want because there's nobody more powerful. God isn't going to do it because my own gods have delivered us. We have defeated the enemy. So pride sets in. I shall sit a widow and neither shall I see no, no loss of children. And see, when you have a nation that goes to war, there's a lot of widows because of the soldiers that get killed. And then, of course, there's the kids that that are... Young men, we call them the young lions in Scripture. And they go out and fight to keep the place safe and secure, just like you do in the military in America or any other military. The young lions go out and go to war and protect and things. Except in our modern society, we're always getting in trouble and having wars. And our kids and our girls that go out get killed. And, and it's all a political issue. Most of the time. When I was in the service, it was Vietnam. And lo and behold, all the soldiers and everybody that got killed, guess what? I mean, Vietnam, a lot of people go over there. They adapted a lot of things. They trade with the U.S. I mean, <laughs> Vietnam is long gone. But... It, you know, why did we kill each other at that point? You see, and, and this is what we're doing. I mean, Russia, we haven't had trouble with Russia's forever. And now Russia's threatened to blow us up and, you know, and uh, NATO and everybody else. China's threatening. All of a sudden, they, they want to do it. You, you never can tell. And props, of course, tells us that this is going to happen. But see here, Isaiah's saying exactly what Babylon is is thinking and doing. He's warning them. And then in verse 9, now this is Isaiah 47, 8 through 10. This refers to what we're talking about because it's judgment on Babylon. But these two things shall come to thee in a moment, and one day the loss of children and widowhood, and they shall come upon thee in their perfection for the multitude of thy sorceries, for the great abundance of thy ench uh, thine enchantments. For you have trusted in your wickedness, and you have said, None sees me, none seeth me. Thy wisdom and thy knowledge, it has perverted thee. And you have said in your heart, I am, and none else beside me. All of this stuff we can apply to America today right now. We can apply to other nations as well. All of these things. You know, and the thing of it is, it says, um, thy wisdom and knowledge, it's perverted you. Well, guess what? You know, our modern age has been prophesied by Daniel that knowledge would increase and people run to and fro in the earth. And we've been doing that for a long time. But at the time when our knowledge and our sciences and every aspect of our knowledge and wisdom has increased... We are the furthest from God. This is the time when man's knowledge is supposed to be so great, as prophesied by Daniel, that we're going to see what we call the beast or the Antichrist. It is in the middle of that 
where we find not only knowledge, not only wisdom. And for us today, we have computers. We can go to the moon, the moon uh, with with our rockets. We can we plan on going to Mars. There's nothing in, in sciences and fields, nanotechnology, everything. We are at the top of the zenith of our knowledge, and we're learning more all the time. At one time, knowledge was increasing it was doubling every seven years, and now it's way, way less than that. It's doubling even quicker. And so you can't even keep up with things. If you buy a new computer, by the time you get the computer, it's going to be outdated. And there will be stuff, but pretty soon you're going to have to get a new computer to keep up with it. You're going to have to get things to be able to operate it. But see, this is where where, where it is. But see, you always find... And you find it here, that in the midst of their wisdom and knowledge, it perverted them. Because you say in your heart, I am, and none else beside me. You begin to lift up man. You lift up flesh. You have pride. And that's what's happened in America. That's what's happened even in Russia for Putin to take out Ukraine. That's what's happened in China, in the Communist Party, who... You know, who has knowledge and wisdom and a lot of other things, natural, man-made, who begin to think more of themselves than they should. Now, of course, China, you know, the Communist Party, they don't have, they don't shed any tears over the death of their citizens, I don't think. But their moms and dads of those kids do. So, then verse 26 and chapter 44, that confirms the word of his servant. And performs the counsel of his messengers that saith to, to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be inhabited, and to the cities of Judah you shall be built. I will raise up the decayed places thereof. Now remember, by the time they got, you know, they were um, uprooted and carried away captive. Now Jeremiah the prophet was in Jerusalem when Babylon took it captive. And he didn't go to Babylon. He stayed. And then he was later uh, taken with uh, some other um, from Judah. And they had left. They were going to go into Egypt. But see, the Lord confirms the word of his servant. You know, and here is Isaiah 44. And Isaiah is given the word. And so he speaks it. He writes it down as well. And God will perform the counsel of his messengers. Those and the messengers and his servant, we, the word of his servant, is the one who speaks. That's the messenger. And they're saying to Jerusalem, the words are saying, and of course this is looking back after Jerusalem has already been taken and the temple has been destroyed. And they're in captivity. Thou shalt be inhabited. To the cities of Judah you will be built. And I will raise up the decayed places thereof. And that's the ones that are destroyed. They haven't been planted. Weeds are everywhere. You know, nobody bothers with anything. And uh, matter of fact, when Israel got back in the land in 48, it was like a desert. And if you go over to Israel today, there's a lot of green stuff. You know, they've really done a lot to to put life back in that. And the, again, the scripture says that's what's going to happen. And uh, so here, when you look at everything, you know, and you look at the, you know, in the other verse, it talked about soothsayers. When you take the weapons they have and the spokesmen that they have, anyone who or anything or any curse by these heathen cannot be fruitful. They're not going to be the ones that's going to rebuild Jerusalem. They're not the ones that's going to change. They're not the ones that call the end from the beginning. These are the opposers to the Lord. These are the people that think they have have uh, strength and they have power over the people because they can tell the people and they can heal and they can do various things 
but instead they can't do anything compared to the Lord, for the Lord has created all things. He's called the end from the beginning. And and as we go into this, uh, and we go through this series of stanzas and things that 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 is put in here, we're going to find a lot more in depth when it comes to the hand of the Lord. And then when you look at the heathen who think that they're unbeatable. And, and believe me, today we've got enough nuclear weapons to blow the planet up practically. So this thing is, is not to be denied that when Christ comes back, he's going to destroy those who have destroyed the earth. And there are people today and countries today, leaders today, who would do anything to get their agenda done. And they would be willing to destroy half the earth in order to get a portion of it and get what they want. And this is where you're at when we talk about the tribulation, we talk about the apocalypse, we talk about the end of days. And then, of course, there's other aspects in that about the servants of the Lord being delivered. And see, when we reflect back on Judah, Judah is going to be released. Judah will not only spend 70 years in captivity, but when they are able to get out of there, at the same time, Babylon's going to be overtaken and destroyed by Cyrus. So all of this has been done by the planning. And we'll get into that in later verses. And so it, this is the important thing. The servants of God will find the Lord performs the counsel of his messengers. And, and I mean, you got to know the Lord. Really be born again in the spirit and you... You know, this isn't a Johnny-come-lately, you know, prophet here. This is somebody that, that you know, and, and a servant, you know, today a Christian believer that really walks in the light. First John 1, as John says, walking in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we we have that relationship and he will perform the counsel of his messengers. But in the context of the Old Testament, we're looking at the prophets who prophesy what God has said. And he's going to let none of their words fall to the ground, per se, meaning not come to pass. And in deference to those who do not know the, this God, the servants of Jehovah will find the Lord confirming his word he will perform the counsel of his messengers. He declares that Jerusalem will be inhabited. The cities of Judah will be built. And I will raise up the decayed places. Now that's the counsel that he's going to be performing. What does that mean? That means he's going to be rebuilding everything that's been destroyed because of Judah that have fallen away and they were sent into judgment because they didn't listen, they didn't repent. And when Isaiah went out there and he was prophesying all this, they, these prophets know these people aren't going to get it. They're not going to listen. When Jeremiah went, you know, his message fell on deaf ears a lot of times. And and some of the biggest opponents were, were the established uh, priests and prophets there as well as the political system. Judah didn't want to listen at all. And the people didn't want to listen at all. And so we live in a society today in America and the world where, well, especially in America, we're, we're absolutely total crazy here. You know, we are divided. We argue over everything. We are convinced, you know, that we're woke. We have people going around with all kinds of screwy pronouns. And we've got legislatures trying to, you know, uh, federal and national uh, legislation trying to go forth to force you to say someone's pronouns. Uh, well, who are you? Well, my pronouns are me, myself, and I. Or, you know, I'm, I, one guy, <laughs> I said this on one of the shows, he said, who and where? I, I identify as invisible. Who and where? <laughs> I mean, these guys are serious. This is the wisdom in America today. 
You know, I mean, we've got jihadists that are panting at the breath to get into America to destroy it. We have Iran that is going, that is swearing to destroy Israel, not to mention America. And the Biden administration is trying to work with Iran, you know, so they can get not just oil, but be able to do what they want to do. So they have to placate them. So Biden administration stopped all the all the holds on their terrorism activities and uh, said they weren't terrorists anymore. I mean, this is what we're doing. You know, that that's the wisdom of man. And, and when you are corrupted, when you have fallen away from the Lord, and when you have an ongoing lawlessness in your nation like America has, you do not know what a true counsel is. And I can guarantee you that this same Isaiah we're reading about today, he warned him about delusion. I will choose your delusions and bring your own fears upon you because when I called, you did not answer. That's the same thing. And Paul warns about delusion in 2 Thessalonians 2 because the nations reject the love of the truth, which is the gospel. This is the Father and the Son. This is the redemption. And they reject the love of the truth. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish. And so we've already seen some of that today. People that are living in their own worlds, they're living in America, they've been taught by the Internet, you can be independent, you can have a voice, you can be anybody you want to be, you know. And, and we have that. I've been on the Internet since the beginning. Really, literally. And followed this thing all the way up. And the one thing, the Internet, I hate the Internet. I use it for one reason, to get the gospel out, among a couple of other things. But this is amoral. That's why it's so dangerous, because it'll take you whatever you want to fill it full, and it'll encourage you in that. You can be anything on the Internet, and we have all kinds. If you've been on social media, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And at the height of everything we can do, at the height of all of our knowledge, we are right here, right now, confused, divided, perplexed, stubborn, proud, and headed for judgment because we will not repent. We will, we will not stop being divided. And we hate one another. Now you see, the thing I like about this verse, 2 Peter 1, I'm not going to read all the verses, but this is 16 through 21. 16 says, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice from him, from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. Now see, that really happened. And that's Peter. But see, we got people that don't give two bits about the Bible. They don't give two bits about the Word of God. Because they live in a wealthy society, and I'm speaking of America mainly. And they can be anything they want to be. They can say anything they want to be. The churches are comfortable. You know, people have jobs. They have insurance. They have retirement. You know, they have new cars, they have nice houses, they've got plenty of food, they've got entertainment, they got money to go anywhere. And they always were secure because the border was secure, but the border isn't secure anymore. People are not going to be safe anymore. And you're going to have to learn. This is today. Now, when we look back at Judah... They thought they were secure. And they knew that they were doing wrong, but they didn't listen. 
You look at Judah and you look at the northern tribes. God carried them away captive. He only brought Judah back into the land. Now, yes, you know, some of the Jews says, well, there was always some of those on the land. Yes, but the whole entirety of that northern tribe was carried away captive. And they always keep a few of them to tend the land and things like that. But it was Sennacherib's father who carried them away. It was Sennacherib who went up against Jerusalem. And, of course, he had heard that Isaiah had mentioned that judgment would come through them. He was going to call Assyria down. And Assyria came, led by Sennacherib. And they harassed Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem. They were outside the gate, 150,000 of them. Then one day, is you know, Judah woke up. There was a few people outside the gates. These were Israelites who were just wandered around. And they went in there and found that all of the Assyrians were dead and that the leaders were had left. And Sennacherib, by the time he got back home, there was no army. And his sons killed him when he was praying in the house of his God. Now, see, that's the God we serve. You can say, well, that's the Old Testament. Yes, that is the Old Testament. But the Old Testament is not the Old Testament because the Old Testament isn't finished. The Old Testament is fulfilled in the New Testament, and the New Testament isn't done because Yahshua hasn't come back again. When Yahshua comes back, then the New Testament and the Old Testament will be fulfilled, and there will be a whole new writing after that, things that have not been written that God knows that we don't yet. So you put that in your pipe of doubt, and you understand that there's always going to be the word of the Lord. There is always going to be the spirit of the Lord. There's always going to be the truth of the Lord. And you are not going to make it through that without Yahshua, without believing on him, without true repentance, and following in his ways. Because the same God that carried both those tribes into captivity and judged them. And by the way, he not only destroyed the temple in Jerusalem, he destroyed the walls of Jerusalem, brought this thing down. Carried some of the, I don't think he carried all of the holy things out of the temple. But they carried a lot. And if God did that to his people for disobedience and sin, don't you think for a moment that he's going to let the lawless Gentiles get away with it? Because when we talk about Gentile rulers that were great, Cyrus was one of the best. He is one of the more moral ones than the rest. But there's coming another Gentile ruler. He will, He is represented by the beast in Revelation 13. And he will be the last great world Gentile leader. And he will lead the armies of the world into battle in right at the gates of Jerusalem. They'll be down in Jerusalem again. Because the Lord and his prophecies say that I will bring them down there to judge them. Isaiah 44, 27, that saith to the deep, be dry, and I'll dry up thy rivers. That commands the deep to be dry, that says I will dry up the rivers. I mean, we can really use that, dry up the rivers. We live by the river. You know, we're doing Governor of the Nations on Fridays. That's tomorrow. And we've been doing the Governor of the Nations series for a while. Whether you like it or not, there's a governor over all nations. And you can see that governorship and the rule of the nations in, the, in how God is dealing with with both the tribes of Israel, I mean both the houses of Israel, 
and also with the Gentiles. You can see it. Whether you like it or not, God is involved in the affairs of the nations. And he will righteously deal with them. Now, the one place we do see where, you know, Scripture that we think of, the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Now, the kings of the east is where we look at uh, the hundred million man army, and at the time that many of us have looked at it, we see China as one of the one of the main nations that will make that up. But it literally means, when we're looking at it, it'll be the nations of the sun, where the rising of the sun is. And, of course, Japan is there, North Korea, South Korea. And then, of course, we talk about though that one that's going to come from the north, and that is in Ezekiel 38 and 39. We see Russia there heading up a league of nations that will come against Israel as well. And that, you know... Meshach, you know, you've got, uh, oh, I'm trying to think here. I got, um, the prophecies involved here coming down for what we see is 38 and 39. Now, see, those are kind of summary. I mean, all of that's going to happen. But here we see, see in this one here, when we look at this and we read the other scriptures involved, there, there's going to be a massive amount of humanity that will be killed when these armies move. It's just unfathomable. In Jeremiah 51, 35 through 36, again he's talking about Babylon. The violence done to me and to my flesh be upon Babylon. Shall the inhabitant of Zion say, My blood upon the inhabitants of Chaldea shall, shall Jerusalem say. Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will plead thy cause, take vengeance for thee, and will dry up her sea and make her springs dry. Now see, that's, you know, when you talk about water, when you talk about drinking, when you talk about sustenance, you, you're going to find a city without none of that. But see, when he's, my blood being upon that, that is blood guilt. Okay? Blood guilt, you're going to find it. You can, you're going to find it all the way from Genesis to Revelation. You're going to see it during the gospel. You cannot get away with blood guilt. You cannot ignore blood guilt unless you want to be foolish. And the people today who want to kill innocent babies not to mention up to 22 months. That is murder and that's blood guilt. And blood guilt is, is, a, is one of the worst judgments that, that you're going to go through. Because God will require that blood at your hands. So you need to wake up when we talk about that. When we go through Isaiah, there are certain things that you can bank on. When we see here and we see the sovereignty of God, we see what he's doing, dealing with Judah. He hasn't retired. But today in the new covenant, God has put everything in the hands of Jesus, Yahshua, of whom said of himself in Revelation 1, that I am the Almighty. So make no mistake. You don't want to make God mad. Then in verse 28, we're coming to an end of this chapter. That saith of Cyrus, he is my shepherd, and shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, thou shalt be built, and to the temple thy foundation shall be laid. Now, see, Cyrus openly confesses about this. That the God 
of Israel commanded him to do these things. And while Cyrus, I mean, even in Iran, former Persia, they even, you know, the Ayatollah, one of the Ayatollahs spoke about Cyrus. Because Cyrus took it upon himself. He, I mean, when God called him, God had prepared him, and we're going to go through some of those things. It's an amazing process. Let the house be built, the place where they offered sacrifices, and let the foundation thereof be strongly laid. Now that's all in Ezra, Ezra 6, 3 through 5. There's a big thing there, and we're going to get into a lot of that a little more next week when we get into the subject of Cyrus and the various... uh, things that finish this off and uh, we're going to look there is a lot of good material in here when we talk about it and how God deals with men and nations and see you need to know that and and there's a reason you need to know that because you live in a country today that you may think is okay that there's not going to be any trouble that America's always going to be here. But there are issues. There are things you need to be aware of. And God is not going to change. And that's <laughs> that's where you're at. I mean, you make up your mind. Just where you want to be. You know, on the good side of God or the bad side of God. That's really the issue here. Now, the children of Israel, you know, when we talk about both houses and we especially look at Judah, Judah's a place where you had, they had the priests, they had the prophets. You know, this was, you know, the home of David, you know, and this is one of the reasons the Lord had Judah and saved Judah for David's sake. And yet this is the very one that had abominations in the temple. This is the very one that served other gods. America used to be a Christian nation. But you wouldn't know it the way we act today and what we do. The churches are silent for the most part. We are in trouble. And unless you wake up, this country ain't going to be here. And may God have mercy in his judgment. Because he doesn't have to leave anybody alive. Because he judges in righteousness. So you've been warned. Father, thank you for your word. Bless you, word, Lord, to all those that hear it whenever they do. Let them receive this, Lord, in love. Let them receive this and turn to you, Lord, and bless them and heal them. If they don't want to hear, Lord, undertake in their hearts and lives to help them see the error of their ways. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, and streaming of this word. In Jesus' name. Okay, Tower. So we have, we're now officially at 45. And so 55, 65, we got about 21 chapters left. Well, that's not bad. How long do you think that'll take? It's hard to say. Another year, maybe. Well, we do one hour every week. And this just finished 132 hours. Wow. That's a lot of hours. So, 21? But there's a lot of really, really good prophecies from... I mean, we get up to chapter 50... 
and we go all the way to 65, there are so many things to cover in that. Yeah. Just absolutely. Isaiah is one of the most unique prophets that we've had. And, of course, when you look at uh, Isaiah and Elijah, and you know, it's just amazing. So with that, we're going to have to get out of here. Okay. Good night, everybody. Thank you for joining us whenever you do. We love you. We pray for you. And we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. Be safe. Be careful. Good night, everybody. Shalom, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.